0: We're joined today by Sarah Perry. She is with the Heritage Foundation. She is a senior legal fellow with that group. Sarah, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks for having me today.
0: Where are you joining us from? Are you in Washington, D.C. or some other location?
1: Uh, I am. I'm in Washington, D.C., just a couple hundred yards from the Capitol and the Supreme Court. So I'm right in the thick of it.
0: Well, we want to talk to you today because much news is being made about a case that the Supreme Court has taken up regarding a man named Joseph Kennedy uh, of no connection to the famous political family that we know of. He is a football coach from, I believe, Washington State who lost his job because he was uh, praying, I believe, on the 50-yard line. And uh, this case has a very interesting potential to have some broader ramifications. And I I think it's an interesting case, too, because, of course, we have a newly, fairly newly conservative Supreme Court majority. So uh, with all of that scene uh, being set, uh, where do you think uh, this case stands? And do you have any inclination on how the court may rule?
1: Well, I will say um, there are some interesting things that came up, oral arguments this morning, and um, Coach Kennedy has raised two distinct questions that the justices are going to have to grapple with because this is a First Amendment case, but it is multiple applications of the First Amendment and different clauses within the First Amendment. So two questions. First is when a public school employee says a brief quiet prayer by kneeling on the football field, Visible to students, but not forcing them to pray with him or saying anything audibly. Is it government speech that lacks First Amendment protection? And the other question is, assuming it's private and a private religious expression protected by the First Amendment, does the Constitution's establishment clause essentially trumpet and required the public school to prevent it anyway. And this is what the prior court had determined. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and this is the second time that this case has been up, first was on an interlocutory appeal to determine whether or not there were uh, continued grounds for allowing him to coach while the case was underway. And that was a petition for cert that was denied by the Supreme Court, but for the justices. And these are justices who were very active during moral arguments today. Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh all had concerns with the Ninth Circuit's understanding of the free speech rights of public school teachers. And they said, listen, we might want to review this again in the future. Well, the future was in January of this year when they granted a petition for review. And they were grappling with those two questions today. Is this protected First Amendment speech and if it's not speech, is it protected First Amendment religious expression? And if it is religious expression, does the Constitution's Establishment Clause require the public school to censor it? What ultimately the counsel for Coach Kennedy argued, and that was uh, US, former U.S. Solicitor General Paul Clement, was basically relying heavily on the fact that the lower court and the school district basically conceded, listen, His religious expression was the only reason we fired him. We fired him because we were worried about the appearance of endorsement of religion. That was mentioned eight times in the previous letters that were exchanged in the pre-litigation phase. And the response by opposing counsel from the Americans United for Separation of Church and State was basically, listen, it's speech. And he's really worried about making an appearance, providing himself a basis for becoming the center of attention. It was disruptive to the game, the period after the game. He was still performing his official duties. So the justices went back and forth, ultimately determining whether it was protected speech or protected religious exercise, and possibly both. So I will say that um, Alito, Justice Alito, seems to be sort of, signaling where he's coming down on this, that very clearly, if you cut out even the free speech element and you go just to the free exercise of religion element, that this teacher's in a protected capacity, even though he happens to be on a public school football field. And listen, these individuals, public school students, public school teachers, they don't shed their constitutional rights at the schoolhouse This is a principle on which the court has relied for decades. Kavanaugh, as well, kind of put forth a couple of hypotheticals to opposing counsel and said, listen, what if this was an individual who quietly crossed himself before kickoff on the sidelines? Would that be prohibitive speech as well? And opposing counsel said, Listen, we would just have to come up with a policy for that. Not a lot of clarity in the answers. And a lot of sighing by uh, Attorney Capsi in this case for Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Somebody who seems to be at times almost exasperated with the justices' line of questioning. They haven't applied something called the Lemon Test. That's a case from Lemon v. Kurtzman. It dates back to... um, quite a number of years ago, 1971, and it set out a couple of prongs to determine whether or not there's an establishment of religion. But the court hasn't relied on Lemon for 30 years. And Justice Gorsuch mentioned that exp- And repeatedly saying, we aren't inclined to rely on the lemon test in this case. We're just relying not on the government's establishment or appearance of establishment of religion, but rather the free exercise of the individual coach. So I will say after listening to oral arguments today... I am cautiously optimistic. This is a court under Chief Justice Roberts that seems to be very protective of its First Amendment jurisprudence, whether that's the free exercise of religion jurisprudence or the free speech of government employees. And I'm Hopeful, based on what I was hearing from the four justices who initially had great concerns with the ninth circuits ruling that perhaps they might be able to lead the charge. And what I find to be a very common sense outcome in this case, and that's to reinstate the coach. He's been waiting six years to get his job back. And this was someone who was just quietly offering an expression of his devotion and really, to me, seems like a very clear-cut and obvious outcome. So we're hopeful that that's what the Supreme Court will do in this case.
0: I wonder, is there any relation in this case to the flag-burning case where the majority of the court, I think it was a 5-4 decision, basically said that free speech protections, society, or a group of people being offended alone is not justification for Suppressing free speech, and so therefore, certainly wouldn't be some justification for firing someone. I think that's Texas versus Johnson.
1: There is some analogous reference to that case, but you know, the most most of what the Supreme Court discussed today, sort of the bulk of the cases that came up on a repeated basis were the Lemon test, of course, which the justices don't seem inclined to utilize in analysis of this case going forward because they haven't. For So long Garcetti versus Caballos, which is a case dating to 2006 that has to go to the free speech rights of individual teachers and some of their previous uh, statements on the free speech rights of educators in a case called Pickering versus Board of Education. And that's the 1968 case in which the court wrote a public school teacher and a public school student do not relinquish their right to free speech at the schoolhouse gate now does the school have an interest and a right to regulate some official duties and functions yes and here's why because the theory is the school the government agency has a right to regulate on those particular job duties that it's paying the teachers for, that it's paying its employees for. So if if they were within the concept, within that context of their official duties, then of course a school could utilize its own restrictions to say, you're on school hours, we're going to restrict you from doing X, Y, and Z. But the argument here is also that as a quiet, personal expression of religious faith, that's not only not establishment of religion, it's not the kind of speech within an individual's described duties as a state actor that, can be regulated by the government so while there was some offense that was taken by the community and there was reference by opposing counsel to the fact that this created quote a zoo on the field and quote because one of the prayers had been offered during the homecoming game it really to me presents a very obvious outcome we can throw away the free speech claim and go strictly to the free exercise claim and recognizing that this was a private expression of religious faith, it is permissible, even in the same way that a teacher who might be reading her Bible when students come into class would be permissible. And that's specifically an example that Justice Sonia Sotomayor relied on. She did not see it as permissible. And the conservative justices said as long as she is not reading aloud or forcing others to participate with her she is fully within her right under the free exercise to maintain her religious convictions that is very closely analogous to this situation here
0: well we greatly appreciate this uh, expert analysis this morning from Sarah Perry. She is a senior legal fellow with the Heritage Foundation. And uh, of course, you can go to the Heritage Foundation's website at any time and find any number of uh, perspectives published by uh, Ms. Perry, as well as her colleagues on any number of issues that are topical in the political arena. Ms. Perry, we thank you for your time. Anything else that you think is uh, germane to mention uh, in this uh, case this morning?
1: It'll probably be quite a few months before we see an outcome in this case The justices will recess sometime at the end of June or beginning of July. And my guess is because these are such very visible, controversial issues, free speech and religion are always hot-button issues, we are likely not going to see an outcome in this case until probably the early summer.
0: Thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great day.
1: Thanks for having me.